You're listening to the Empowered Divorce Podcast, where women support women who have experienced betrayal trauma and abuse and are now facing divorce. Here, you'll learn tools and concepts to help guide your journey from a place of empowerment by trusting yourself and becoming the chooser in your life. I'm your host, Amy Woolsey. Thanks for joining. Hello, my amazing listeners. How are you? Okay, so it's in the morning, early, since I'm sitting here going through a couple of things, responding to some emails and responding to some concerns that a lot of my clients have. And I just felt this overwhelming desire to, to tell all of you, all of you listening who are in this space where you are divorced, you are trying to heal the old wounds that were caused, that you didn't choose. And what I want you to know is that all of you love to love. All of you have loved so much and so hard. And for so long, this person that didn't choose to love themselves so that they could love you, didn't choose to accept the amazing and incredible love that you offered. And I just want all of you listening to know that the love that you did offer, the love that you felt for this partner was enough, that you were not lacking, that there was nothing that you could have done more of to get that person to change. And as hard as that is to believe or accept sometimes, because I remember thinking, how how can someone just walk away from this? How can someone not accept everything that I that I offered and that I was willing to continue to offer despite all of the destructive behaviors. Now, that's a different podcast or a different day as to why I continued to offer that for so long. But I did and you have and many of you are. And I just want you to know that it is enough, that your ability to love and your lovability is enough. And then I started thinking about the women who are divorced and very afraid to date again, very scared to get into another relationship again, and rightly so. I know for a long time, I went through those stages, and I think I did an episode on that, but I went through these different stages of like, don't even look at me. Any of you men, like, don't even look at me, even if you're across the street, I don't want you looking my way like that kind of extreme because it just all felt so very dangerous to the point where I was giving God ideas and I thought I had really good ideas, but giving God ideas on maybe how to introduce a really good man into my life still was not in a space of wanting to make anything like I wasn't going to put any effort into it, right? Like I wasn't going to actually get online or actually start looking for someone to date or looking for another partner per se. Uh, But by golly, if God could just put this person in front of me that he stamp approves, and then maybe I would consider talking and going out with this person. And so I gave him a lot of really good ideas. One of my favorite ones that I was, I just thought this would be so easy because my boys played baseball. And so I was at the baseball field all the time. They were both on two different teams. So I thought, what a great idea, God, to just like have a single guy who his, whose son is on my son's team. And now we're like, 
having to show up at all the practices and going to all of the games and we're sitting on the bench and we just happen to talk to each other and he just happened to notice that I'm single. Like that just felt super safe. It felt easy and way less dangerous, right? Way less vulnerable. And that didn't happen. (laughs) And I just, I had a lot of great ideas like that. I had an idea of like sitting in church and just turning around one day and them announcing that we have a new member of our congregation and everyone welcome and hmm, he's single. Surprise, surprise. So those kinds of ideas I thought were really great and they never happened. But here's something that I, that I also want to offer you that I learned from that experience. Where I was at at that particular time was honestly wanting to be, wanting to give the love that I had, wanting to experience life with another person. At that particular time, I was having the desire to communicate with another adult, to have those conversations, to do things that would be really fun to do with with the opposite sex. But the vulnerability of and possibility of getting hurt again, betrayed again, duped again, made to feel stupid again, that was still really, really dangerous. And so my brain was coming up with all kinds of ideas, really good ideas on how to maybe lean into that a little safer and still not get hurt. There was still this this idea that I needed to protect myself from getting hurt, right? So I was trying to find the best way to approach to approach dating and leaning into that experience, but super, super safe. And I was looking outside of myself for all of those scenarios and all of those ways to keep it very, very safe. There were a lot of people that wanted to set me up and connect me with people that they knew that felt safe. I'm like, okay, if they know this guy, then maybe I won't get hurt. Maybe it's a little bit safer. And the truth is, yeah, I went on some dates and I met some people that came through the back door. Hey, I I know so-and-so and and why don't you guys get together? The thing. And it did feel a little bit safer and it didn't work out. There were still things that weren't jiving or wasn't really a connection or there were red flags. Like ultimately what I realized is that I can do all the work to make the scenario and the circumstances outside of me safe, but ultimately I had to feel safe within me. I had to feel safe with myself. I had to feel safe with trusting my body, trusting my intuition and safe to say no. Like all of that had to come within me first. Ultimately, the shift me in leaning outside of myself and really taking a risk, taking a healthy risk. Came down to a thought that I had that came to me pretty strongly. And like I said, I was really doing a good job at, at giving God ideas, trying to find easy ways to date and lean back in and find get into relationship. Because like I mentioned, ultimately, I really did believe I was a good wife. And I loved being a wife. I was good at it. I'm good at loving I'm good at loving people. I'm good at giving. I'm, I wanted to offer all of those things that I felt really good about myself in. I just wanted someone to appreciate it, right? I just wanted somebody who would value that in me. And yet this thought that I had that really made the shift was act and not be acted upon. 
And this goes to the principle of agency that I teach all the time, right? It's, I was giving God ideas so that I really didn't have to act, so that I really didn't have to do anything to make that happen. It just, it would be easy. It would come to me, right? And that is the act upon. Really, I didn't want to use my agency. I didn't want to have to pick and choose. I didn't want to have to do the work to choose. I wanted him to choose for me, figure it out, right? put your stamp of approval on it, and then just bring them my way. <laughs> Let me know that you sent them. Bring them my way. That's very easy. But that also isn't choosing. That is being acted upon. And I lived too much in power over act upon that even though this was this seat easier and not so power over, essentially, it's the same thing. Essentially, it's still me not using my agency. And I needed to act. I needed to choose. And I believe that that's what God needs us to do with this power of agency that he gave us is to choose. So I had to become the chooser. And part of choosing meant having opposing options, having some of those options to choose from, whether it was on a dating side or just meeting people out in the world. I needed to still choose between so that. What I choose is conscious. It's from my own agency. Does that make sense? This idea, this thought that came to me so strongly, act and not be acted upon, Amy. For me, as soon as I heard that thought, I knew that I needed to do something to be the chooser. So I did choose one dating site, just one, because there's a lot of creepy ones out there. And there was one in particular that I did feel good about. And so I started with that one and I started choosing and going through all of the different profiles. I was able to consciously choose yes or no. And here's the thing that I want you to know is that my approach to that online dating experience, my approach to dating at that particular point in my life, because I had canoodled in dating a little bit, but then I gave it a hard, a hard pass, hard no. <laughs> because of how terrible my experiences were with that. And I took a good long break. So this reintegration back into dating at my approach was so completely different. And it was different for a lot of reasons. The first thing that was really different was that I started to believe more in myself and my abilities to love and really believe that I was a good wife and that I know how to be a really awesome partner. The other thing that I needed to do is recognize what a healthy relationship actually looked like. And I had a lot of different examples to help, to help prepare me for that, to help give me witness to that. When I was cleaning homes, I would clean certain homes where the husband and the wife were there together. And I could observe their relationship. I observed how they interacted with each other. And, and it was mind-blowing to see how they navigated difficult conversations, how they navigated hard things. And how they spoke to each other, just the way they interacted was just like, oh my gosh, that's what healthy looks like. Oh my gosh, that's what I could have. And so I had certain experiences and was able in my own healing to unravel what those unhealthy patterns were in my own past relationship. So I could go into this dating experience having a, a lot clearer understanding between healthy and unhealthy. And then my system, my body knew what it was looking for and what it wasn't looking for. So even in certain interactions, brief 
interactions over text online, I knew immediately in my body what unhealthy felt like. So then I could just quickly say, nope. So that was something that was really important. I also had to see and be honest with myself in the ways that I subconsciously allowed, not caused, the abuse and unhealthy patterns in my first marriage to perpetuate. I needed to trust myself and know and know when I was compromising my values, when I was compromising my body, when I was betraying myself. I had to learn what that looked like without the shame and the guilt and start to recognize it and own it and acknowledge it so that I could commit to myself in this dating process to not self-betray ever again. Now, after five years of my second marriage, I am still shocked at what a healthy marriage looks like. I, am, I still have moments where I'm like, wait a second, you are you? Are you for real? <laughs> like there's still moments where I still doubt because that betrayal, that abuse, that relationship damage is very real. It's very cellular. And so it does take a long time for my body to go, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's actually really healthy and you deserve that. And I want you to know that, not because I'm trying to discourage you and say, oh my gosh, look at how long I've been married five years and I'm still doubting. I'm not doubting. It's that certain parts of my trauma, certain parts in my, in my central nervous system, right, in all different parts of my body are still healing and realigning and going, oh yeah, that's what healthy feels like because it needs healthy consistently over time. And yeah, after five years, when he consistently shows up in a healthy way during an intense conversation where we're sharing opposing opinions, ideas, and thoughts, and I'm not being gaslit and I'm not being criticized and I'm not being told that I'm wrong, there are certain parts of my body that are still like, oh, okay, so this is real. So this is for real. Like we really can be okay sharing our opinion and it's different and we're not gonna get attacked. Oh, okay, we can release that trauma. We can release that bind, that knot, so to speak. Does that make sense? And so honestly, leaning into a relationship and letting that help you heal is a thing. And I didn't know that it was a thing, but it's a thing. So first, we want to learn all of the things that I was mentioning before. We want to learn where you have been and owning your experience and your story. We want to learn how to untie the unhealthy rope and bind that might still be around you and your ex. A lot of those past episodes that I recorded on the post-divorce adaptive bonding cycle, we're going to learn about that awareness, becoming more aware of you, of your body, of how you showed up in the past, accepting without judgment or shame how you showed up in the past and how parts of you, parts of you, these attachment binds stayed attached in that relationship in an unhealthy way. And then we want to learn where you are today, making conscious healing choices in the present, reclaiming yourself, Reclaiming your self-intimacy and learning what that even looks like. Then learning how to take a healthy risk with information, openness, hope, and learning how to date yourself first. I don't want any of my women that I work with 
dating again until they learn how to date themselves first and learning how to be okay being with themselves by themselves and not feel lonely. And that's why I designed the Dating From Within workshop to help navigate those things right there, that past, the present, and the future. It's a culmination of not only my experience, but all of the professional training that I've had combined into this jam-packed workshop. They are recorded so that if you can't make one of the evenings, it's okay, they're recorded. I've created a workbook, a really, really solid workbook to go along with this course so that you can take time and rewatch the videos and go through the workbook at your own pace because this isn't a shove to get you to date. It really is a shove, a loving shove to date yourself, to see into yourself so that you are ready to take a healthy risk because a relationship is a risk. That's another thing I didn't know. I didn't know that before that relationships are risky. I thought that if I did A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and even add a little H, I, J, K to it, that I would be okay, that it would be solid, that there would be a guarantee that that relationship would be forever, that there would be a happily ever after. I was told so many things, especially by Disney movies, that aren't true. And I had to learn what was really true is that relationships are risky. But when we are healthy within ourselves, when we are practicing to be healthy within, and we are looking for someone who's practicing to be healthy, then we're going to take a healthy risk. The risk is getting hurt. The risk is rejection. There's that vulnerability piece. But when you've got your own back, and when you know that you've got your own back, when you trust yourself, when you trust your intuition, when you trust that you're going to, that when your body tells you something might be off, you're going to trust that you're not going to betray when you trust that you're going to speak up and have a voice and take up space in this world, when you trust that when you have something on your mind that just doesn't seem quite right in your relationship and you're going to have a voice and you're going to say it this time, if that response is gaslighting, you know what gaslighting looks like, so you're going to call it out. When you know those things, then you're willing to take a healthy risk again. So first we have to learn those things and then be willing to be vulnerable enough and love ourselves enough to not betray ourselves ever again. When I first got married, there were a couple of times when I did tell Scott, I said, okay, I need to have a hard conversation because I'm not going to betray myself and I'm sensing something. And so I need to have a conversation about it. It was scary. Even Scott showing up healthy, my parts, my wounded parts were scared to have that kind of conversation. But my my value system, my vows to myself that I made first came first. And I was willing to risk whatever his response was because I wasn't going to go back on myself ever again. And that's what I want for you. I want for you to get to that place where whether you date or not, you are going to make commitments and vows to yourself. I want to show you what that looks like. So this Thursday, dating from within. 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Even if you have to show up a little late, they are recorded. Come and join. There will be lots of information, lots of opportunities to coach. And Saturday evening at the end of our workshop, there'll be a live Q&A with Scott to ask him any questions that you would love to ask him any questions that your heart desires. Because sometimes just getting a male perspective 
can really be helpful. So that is available for you as well at the end of the workshop. We have lots of fun. So head over to the show notes to get your spot for that. Because more than anything, I want all of you to know that you are the chooser in your life and you can choose the dating experience that you want. The dating experience that you have when we give power to the, to the dating app, when we get power to the kind of men that we show up, when we give power to this idea that there are no healthy men out there, when we give power to the idea that they're all creeps and I'm just going to get hurt again. When we give power to those kinds of thoughts, then you will have a horrible dating experience. I want to help you be the chooser of all of it because you can. Take care, everybody.